0: Testing, testing, one, two, three. Cheers, Jeff Podcast, hosted by me. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show, 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 show. With your host Jeff on the Cheers Jeff Podcast. Thanks, for, thanks for joining me again. You. Thanks. It's um it's Monday evening and I'm I'm hella tired. I spent Saturday night up until about half three. I spent last night up until about four. My sleep's all over the place. Saturday night I was watching UFC and last night I was watching the Super Bowl obviously. And um, yeah, it's just not good—not good for the brain to be suddenly completely changing your sleeping pattern. I got up at about twelve o'clock on Sunday, so I got decent sleep. Had to get up for the the Six Nations. A hectic week weekend of sport. Just just been mental, to be honest. Had to sit down. Watched the UFC on the laptop to wake up the next day I had to sit down watch the Six Nations uh... ate some food took a break then once the Super Bowl kickoff off came around had to sit down and watch that didn't do much else, oh Saturday of course there was more Six Nations so I watched all of that so it's just been hectic uh, I'm not gonna lie you know, if my podcast suffers, it's it's just because I've been putting in a shift, <laughs> got to catch all these games, and there's nothing else to do at the moment anyway, but yeah, oh, I was looking forward to this weekend so much of the last while, something to do, something to watch, Super Bowl's back, well it's gone now. But while it lasted, all that hype around that—that that was that was good fun. Got the pizza on board, got the crate of beer, as we do every year. It's just a great excuse to eat shite and drink beer in the middle of the night on your own, <laughs> watching TV. Um, yeah, let's let's get into breaking down the Super Bowl. Give my thoughts on it. My expert opinion as always. It was a good one. From a neutral, percep- neutral perspective. It was definitely a good game. The halftime show was pretty good. So all round it was just a decent performance from everyone. Tom Brady. The the main talk of the, of the game really. He got... MVP. He got his seventh Super Bowl. He now has more Super Bowls than any NFL team ever. The Patriots and the Steelers have six Super Bowls to their name. Tom Brady has seven. That's just a mad record. I was trying to think of what that compares to. It's like. It's like Lionel Messi having more. Winning more Champions Leagues than Barcelona. LeBron James winning more NBA titles than the Lakers. It's not really comparable. Super Bowl's a newer sport. Well, newish. I mean, this is the 55th Super Bowl. But the fact that he's got more Super Bowls than any actual team, let alone player, is mental. The man's 43 years old, and he's with this team one year, this is his first season with the Buccaneers, they brought in Gronkowski, an old teammate of his from the Patriots, they clicked, he scored two touchdowns for him, Antonio Brown, a legend of the sport, had some, some bit of misbehaviour over the last couple of years. Dropped by a couple of teams, Brady wanted him, they got him. They already had players like Mike Evans, Godwin on the team. The defence is solid, and Ndamukong Su, that's a tough name to say, Sue. Su, um, he was with the Lions for a long time and now he's with the Buccaneers, He's, he just causes havoc, he's a, a nightmare doing shit like standing on Aaron Rodgers' leg. He's just not someone you want running at you to try and tackle you. Who else? Jason Pierre-Paul. He's not not a newbie. He was with the Giants for a long time. Leonard Fournette. Had a very very successful early career with the Jaguars. He was kind of overused there and he was their only weapon, so... He he had a massive drop-off, rough couple of years for him, but he's now got a Super Bowl to his name. So, yeah, the, the Buccaneers are kind of packed with these experienced players. They've created a solid defense. Obviously so well coached because they're able to shut down the, arguably the best offense In the NFL, shutting shutting down Mahomes, who can seem to do anything, and then on offense they have all these weapons. Like I said, the offensive line was decent. Kansas City got to Brady a few times, but that's kind of they basically. Tom Brady's not a very mobile quarterback. He never has been. It's not just due to his age. He was kind of regarded as always regarded as very slow. It's just facts. He is slow. He runs a slow forty yard dash. Uh they didn't even give him a time I don't think. What was I talking about? Yeah, he's not very mobile, so he basically likes to sit in the pocket. Whereas you saw Mahomes, he was running around all over the place, well able to throw on the run and avoid the the defenders trying to tackle him. Whereas Tom Brady likes to sit in the pocket and wait for an opening and throw. He's not looking to scramble. He just hasn't got the agility for it. So the few times Kansas City were able to get to him is mainly because they shut down the, the basically the middle of the pocket. So he wasn't given any room to throw. And then when he was forced outside, he wasn't quick enough to get away from the defenders. So it's always going to happen for a slow quarterback like Brady. But yeah, the Buccaneers just have no weakness. On special teams, they had decent kick returns, which basically means the offense gets to start in better positions. Uh, they didn't give any real territory up on kickoff. Like, where did they go wrong? Nowhere. Just so solid. I don't think anyone, any other NFL team could have beaten them yesterday. They did have home field advantage, which is definitely going to play a factor. It's just by chance that the Super Bowl was in their home stadium this year and they got into the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that's just got to play a big factor. There's something about... Driving to your home stadium, obviously it's going to be a smaller commute. You know where your change room is. You know where your locker is. Nothing's new to you, especially when it's the Super Bowl that's got s- such little amount of fans. I don't think he was even half capacity. So there's kind of no reason for the Buccaneers to be as nervous i say the Chiefs but I'm no psychologist no doubt it's got to be a, a huge advantage playing at home though in the Super Bowl one time I can remember this is my favourite favourite uh, changing room to go to I'm not even going to mention where it was But we, we were in an away game and we turned up to the field, it's a decent field, it had had some barriers, had posts, had grass. Not many markings but sure it's grand. Just need a bit of grass and a square of it. And then we were kind of like, where's the change rooms? There's literally nothing around it, there's like tree line field. And there's like a couple of containers like a fence leading onto another bit of property. So, we're like, maybe we have to go somewhere else, I don't know. And then a couple of the other players from the opposite team arrived and opened up these shipping containers. And, like, oh, alright, oh that's the change rooms. Nice. So, yeah, we had one shipping container for us, and they had their own shipping container. And they were so cold. It was like they hadn't been opened for a year. After like a, a long winter, so we're all crammed in the shipping containers, which were like decked out with kind of wooden like wooden chipboard planks for sitting on what you put on your jersey and stuff that was that was a great experience and uh, we definitely felt completely comfortable and at home not um and the the shower facility was basically an extension of the two shipping containers because they were right beside each other. It was like a wooden extension where the two where the shower room connected to each container. It was pretty yeah, was pretty horrific to be honest. I don't think anyone actually took a shower there. I don't think there's any hot water anyway, and then there's like one urinal outside the shower as well, so that was a great crack, we still won that game but it was tough, we were all fucking freezing and just couldn't wait to get home, it was one of those days where you just didn't really want to be there, and you're you're only warm half an hour into the game, but the home field advantage definitely plays a big factor, at the start of the Super Bowl the commentators were saying actually as the camera was on the crowd and you could see all the cardboard cutouts in all the empty seats and apparently it was a hundred dollars to get your cardboard cutout on one of those seats I could not believe that a hundred dollars how much are the actual tickets then if it's a hundred dollars for the cardboard cutout it must have been triple that well a hundred dollars like send in your photo and then you're good luck if you think you're gonna find yourself like Is that me? Ah, oh, nah just somebody somebody else in a jersey like uh, somebody else somebody cut out. How are you ever gonna find yourself? I can't believe a hundred dollars out. You like every seat was taken. So however many thousand, fifty thousand people spend a hundred dollars on a cardboard cutout sitting on a seat that was them absolutely ridiculous shot! like Kansas City gave away far too many penalties in a game with such fine margins especially in the Super Bowl it's just you just can't be given away three yards to uh, to the Bucks and Brady Brady'll he'll uh, punish you I think in the first half Kansas City gave away 95 yards worth yeah 95 yards worth of penalties so that's the length of the field so literally that translates to the Buccaneers getting a free drive down the field which could have equaled one of their scores some of them were very harsh, I thought at times you're honestly questioned like, is this even football anymore where the defender's trying to trying to follow the wide receiver and he puts a hand on him as he as he's turning and probably has no impact at all on the route of the receiver, but that's given as p i pass interference. I just think it's gone completely the way the offense and it's it's just impossible for a DB to actually cover a wide receiver now without being allowed any kind of contact like it's not it's not flag football in flag football as a defender all you can do to basically slow slow a receiver down is basically stand in front of him and he has to run around you You can't run through you but they never want to do that anyway, so there basically can't be any contact, and that's almost what the NFL seems seems like these days. It's a bit ridiculous. Uh, Breland was one of the, the big, biggest offenders when it came to pass interference. The one where he kind of tripped over Mike Evans' foot and hit him as he fell, and Mike Evans fell, and he definitely wouldn't have made the catch, they gave that as pass interference and... It's, oh, it's just so harsh. But, at the same time, you can't be giving away those penalties. Those are the rules. Them are the rules. And, like, they know it's not as if it's it's new to them anyway. And the one on Jason Pierre-Paul where he... Like, shoved the shoulder of Jensen, the centre for the Buccaneers... Was the other way around? Maybe it wasn't Pierre Paul. but the the Kansas City D lineman basically shoved the guy in the shoulder after he was being blocked up by him, and he got a flag for that, like unsportsmanlike conduct out of the play. Sorry, again, like it's fucking football. They get tetchy. It's the Super Bowl. They're going to be. There's going to be heat between the players no matter what. They're literally fighting for the Super Bowl. They're fighting for their jobs. And <clears throat> because he shoves them in the shoulder, like. The man's about 300 pounds. I don't think it even slightly moved him. And the ref's like, no, no, can't be doing that. That's aggressive. And because it's after the whistle, like it's looked on as violent, just crazy shit. But yeah, Kansas City just gave away f- far too many penalties, which compounded their problem because then they were chasing the game, and the pressure the Buccaneers' defense was putting on Kansas City, it just a- added up to too much pressure, and at times it on. Honestly seemed like it was the Buccaneers versus Patrick Mahomes. Because he was. It was like it's all on him. Which obviously like he's the quarterback. He is. Has the most control on that team. But. It literally seemed like he was the only one that could change the fate of the game. And apparently he did have a toe injury. Didn't seem to slow him down too much but. He is such a nimble quarterback. And if you have any kind of injury in your foot. It's obviously going to slow you down a bit. And they sacked him a good few times. But yeah, the penalties basically played. They played a big factor. Can't be making that many mistakes in the Super Bowl. What was the story with the masks on the sideline? Like, is there a rule there? Because, like, half the players were wearing masks when they weren't playing, half just weren't. And I saw some players like Gronkowski had just come off the pitch and he put a mask straight on. And I'm like, surely he's like a little bit out of the breath. Like, putting a mask on would feel kind of shite if you're trying to catch your breath. Trust me, I've, I've ran down the stairs recently and I put a mask on and it's it's not easy to catch your breath and then you're trying to talk as well. It feels like you're not getting in the air. It's, it's, it's tough. You know, I've been there. But, yeah, it just seemed weird because some players wouldn't, didn't seem to wear it at all and some were wearing it most of the time. So I wonder was there like a rule where if you're on the sideline you have to wear a mask and that's it. And then just obviously they're not really going to be strict on the rule, these players in the Super Bowl. I don't know, it was a bit ridiculous. The... The weekend played pretty well. He came out guns firing, to be fair. Uh, he left it all out in the field, uh, him and him and his thousands of dancers. It was like something out of it was like thriller, Michael Jackson's thriller. It was something out of a zombie movie, all wearing the bandages, walking on the field. It was tough with a small crowd though. He 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 didn't really have the support behind him where he normally would in a, in a different Super Bowl but um, he can hold his head up high you know he didn't walk away with the trophy but he was there, he performed in the Super Bowl he, as I said he left it all in the, out in the field but he didn't because it was half time and the players had to come back on so they had to clear the field completely so he left nothing out in the field I didn't watch the Super Bowl ads actually. I forgot. I must I must have a look at them on YouTube. Usually they're quite funny. And they cost millions to put on those ads. It is such a it's like the pinnacle of marketing Super Bowl advertisement. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember last year looking it up and it was about twenty million for like a two minute long ad or something. And they make, like, mini-movies, basically. Full-on. Like, Scorsese and... Like, they usually have NFL players in them. It's just such a big opportunity. However many millions or billions are watching across the world. That was another tough one, actually. The... Kansas City left tackle on offense was blocking the edge rusher. He had him beat, basically. And the edge rusher was getting low trying to get under him. The Kansas City guy basically put his arm kind of across his chest and shoulder. And it almost looked like a chokehold, but it was only one arm. And he he was just holding him, and then he like he just stopped him in his tracks, basically, and that got flagged for holding. And I don't know, it just again, it just seemed like a completely wrong call. It was just way too harsh. He had him beat. He wasn't holding him, but he had his arm around him. He he might have been. He had his hand on his shoulder, and he might have been holding that. But that that's not really holding. to be an actual holding call if he was like pulling his jersey up or towards him either way or if he had his other hand uh, in the same position and holding that would have been fair enough but it wasn't, it was only the one hand that was so harsh like he, he just had him beat basically but testament to the the skill of the and the strategy of the Buccaneers defence when you look at that Kansas City offense throughout the whole season they've scored so many points every game they seem to be getting thirty forty points whether it's a deep ball to hill Tyreek Hill who was one of the best receivers in the NFL or over the middle to Travis Kelce who was arguably the best tight end in the game then they have these other guys like Hardman, Watkins great wide receivers on their own they have Edwards Hilaire who's a rookie running back he was very good not the kind of ground and pound runner but pretty quick just does his job well All over the field, and Mahomes, who was, again, arguably, ar- arguably, arguably, the best quarterback in the NFL, after Tom Brady, of course, the goat. Um, when you look at that offense, it's just ridiculous. They score points anywhere, from anywhere. It's kind of, it seemed like they could score at will during mm. the season. And for the Bucks defense to keep them to 9 points. Seriously, that is ridiculous. They didn't score a touchdown. Three field goals, that's it. Absolutely shut them out. Now the one thing I didn't talk about in the offense, which is where the problems seem to occur, is the O-line. They had two new O-line members due to injuries. And the two guys playing tackle had not played tackle fully before. So this caused a lot of problems for Mahomes. And the box defense was getting through a lot. Devin White had a ridiculous game. I thought he should have got MVP actually. Like I mean, i know like Brady led the ship. He's he is the guy, but I don't think he had an outstanding game by his standards. and That's nothing against him. It was just he didn't kind of have to have an outstanding game for them to win. But I thought Devin White, the middle linebacker for the Bucks, he was just everywhere, causing causing havoc. And Travis Kelsey, who's kind of the the go-to target for Mahomes whenever he's under pressure, which he was a lot. Kelsey's his go-to guy. And Devin White's job a lot of the time was to mark him. And he had him on lockdown. So Mahomes had no kind of out basically. I thought Devin White was just sick. But even under a lot of that pressure, Mahomes still performed quite well. A uh, couple of times in the fourth quarter when they were kind of in desperation. There was a time when he was about 10 yards back from where the ball had started that get, that play. The linebacker had, had him tackled. He spun around to give himself an extra bit of like momentum and threw the ball into the end zone. I think it was about 40 yards. And it was so close to being a touchdown. But it was just slightly, slightly out of bounds and the player dropped it. Again, he was tackled in the backfield very far back. And he was kind of tripped from behind so he was taken by surprise. And instead of like going down or throwing the ball out like most players would, he managed to jump off one foot and mid-air like side-arms the ball towards the end zone. I think that one was picked off. Yeah, I think that one was picked at the end, but just even to get the throw off was, was ridiculous. He did that several times. But on the other hand, on the other side, Brady was there steadying the Buccaneers' ship Nothing spectacular, as I said, he didn't have any, uh, an ex- out, outstanding performance. But his his strength is in the the high percentage throws, the short, safe throws, basically. And through Leonard Fournette and Jones, they were able to run the ball well, which gave them plenty of options in, in the passing game. Barely used Antonio Barron, actually. He did score touchdown, but other than that, he wasn't used too much. Mike Evans wasn't used too much. Brady just loves using tight ends. Connor Bray and Gronkowski, they were used very effectively. Just good, safe football. They didn't need to do anything crazy. Which kind of, that also makes things easier. When you're ahead and you know your defence is doing well, there's no point in, in taking big shots. Just take your time just get down the field as slow as you like and that as well because they ran so well Kansas City needed more time to come back and the Buccaneers were able to every time they had the ball they were able to run the clock down because they were able to run the ball so well whereas when you're passing the ball um, the clock is stopped every time you make an incompletion so run the ball is, is helpful when you're ahead But yeah, ultimately I think the O-line wasn't giving Mahomes enough time. Bucks defence kept Mahomes looking, but he just couldn't find any targets. So not only was it the pressure they were putting on him in terms of sacks, but the Buccaneers' secondary, the DBs' defensive backs, were obviously doing their job in coverage because he had nowhere to throw the ball, basically. It was just overall, the Bucks defence did unbelievably well. It's so rare that you can get the pressure on the D-line throughout the game, as well as the coverage being good, as well as the linebackers stopping the run game. Just flawless. Just, just a domination of the Kansas City Chiefs. I was rooting for the Chiefs, I think mainly because they have like this young explosive team that's good to watch, but it is so rare for teams to go back to back, they won it last year, the Chiefs, and they failed to win it this year, and unless you're the Patriots, to win it back to back is nigh on impossible, impossible, impossible. But as I said, the Patriots have won it plenty times—not plenty, like once I think, twice, maybe. But that was the Patriots with the Brady, with the Brady. So could the Brady win it next year as well? Do it back to back with the Bucks? Because they seem to say they wanted to to sign him on for another year again. Why not? Like, when what's the difference between 44 years old and 43 years old? Not much at that stage. And he doesn't seem to be any slower, any worse of a quarterback. So keep him on, keep going. Oh, yeah, going back to the penalties as well. The bullshit calls. In I think it was the fourth quarter again, maybe third, where Mahomes was sacked. After he threw the ball. They did get a penalty for that. For roughing the passer. But the other two players attacking him at the same time. One of them. Was it Sue? I think it was Devin White actually. Like led with the arm and basically. Pushed Mahomes head into the ground. And you can see Mahomes like. Squinting and putting his hands up. Like what the fuck ref. Because there is an official. An official whose job it is to watch the quarterback and make sure he's safe through the whole game. And he probably gave the flag for roughing the passer, but he gave it against the player who basically tackled him late. And this player was, like, putting his head in the ground, and they got nothing for that. He's kind of going, is this another Tom Brady team referee bribery conspiracy? Ah, oh, just they—the call seemed to go all the way of the books. But look, don't dwell on that. They won the game anyway. Ah, should yeah, it was just harsh on the Chiefs at times. If you're a Chiefs supporter, it must have been a horrible Super Bowl to watch. Because it was very few highlights for the Chiefs. Getting dominated by the defense refs going against them yeah not ideal if you're a chief the big chief all in all it was a it was a very enjoyable game and uh, as I said I had my had my pizza had my beer 2 o'clock in the morning I didn't struggle too much to stay awake this time actually which is good. Because I have done in the past. It's gotten to like half time. And I'm trying to stay awake. Which is awful. When you're trying to actually watch a game. you're trying to stay awake. Well, I didn't struggle too much last night. Maybe because it was a uh, an entertaining, entertaining game all around. That's probably why. But it's great to have the, the Six Nations back as well. Damn, that was... That that was missed. When last year it was kind of half finished. We didn't get to play Italy. The first weekend of our lockdown here in Ireland. That was rough. Because I remember thinking like... We were off work. for The first time in the lockdown. And I was like, oh well, at least we have the rugby this weekend to look forward to. And then it was called off last second. That was rough. Then it was finished in um, October and I kind of, it completely lost momentum, it was just it was just a random couple of games, didn't really feel like the Six Nations, and then they went into the Autumn Nations Cup, it's good to have rugby at least, but it, was, it just wasn't great viewing, but to have the proper tournament back now, the Six Nations, in the normal time, with or without fans, whatever, it's just great to have Test Rugby back. The Italy-France game, mainly Italy, but both sides looked quite tired very early, and I was a little bit worried, like, were they missing a step, because they're missing, they haven't been playing rugby, but they have, nothing's really different this year, apart from, I think most of the tournaments started a bit later. Some games have been missed, but Italy just looked quite quite lethargic early in the game. It was a fast-paced game, and it seemed to suit France in the end, as their counter-attack looked unbelievable. just seemed to be able to score from anywhere on the pitch, in a similar fashion to the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Scotland beating England was unbelievable. One away, and I think it was thirty-eight years since they'd won in Twickenham. Now again, I was thinking: does do the the lack of fans make a difference there? Because it's it is home for England, but they haven't got their um, the chariots chant. So I think they're missing a lot there. That that actually accounts for about ten percent of their performance. So that could have been why they lost. But now Scotland just... Scotland were, were the team. It, again, it kind of seemed like nobody could beat them on, the, on that day. Just more physical. Were able to take their chances. Took the points when when they came, and it was only a few points they needed to win in the end. It was kind of one of those slow... slow forward... Forwards days where there wasn't a lot of flash style, there wasn't a lot of scores, so it kind of came down to just the grit and who could take their chances, and Scotland took theirs, and then Wales Ireland, very disappointing. Peter Romani making a mistake. Was it harsh to send him off? Not really. Who's it was dangerous. I don't think he meant to do it. I think he was trying to clear out the player behind Um, the guy he hit in the head. But regardless, dangerous. His head was down. It was shoulder to head collision. Send him off. Uh, but yeah. And then we did alright. It seemed like for a long time we were going to win. Where we could win. Regardless of being a man down. There was a hell of a lot of injuries in that game. A lot of HIAs. Which is not ideal. But that almost suited us after a while. Because there was quite a few stoppages in the second half. And our players would have been a little bit more tired. I think that's the technical way of saying it. Uh, Extra fatigued. Just being a man down, having to work harder, but also because we were keeping possession a lot for a lot of the game, or trying to at least, and committing more players to the rooks, trying to just protect that ball at all costs, um, slow them down a bit. But yeah, it really seemed like we could have won it, and we had our chance. Uh. Yeah, we got all the way to the 10-meter line, got the penalty. It was kind of I was thinking back 2 years ago to when Johnny Sexton got the drop goal against France in the first round. And I was thinking, well, we could do it again. We're good at this possession football. That's what Joe Schmidt was so good at, was just keep the ball. Just keep the ball, do the simple things, pick and go, pick and go, keep the pressure on. When you've sucked in the defense, spread it wide. And then use the skills of the backs to score. Or just pick and go all the way to the line. Hope to get a penalty. Simple rugby. Safe rugby. But. uh, Step up Billy Burns. (laughs) He was only off the bench for a while as well. What is this? like his third cap or something? Second, third cap? And he kicked it out. Basically the one thing he had to not do was kick it too far. And <laughs> he kicked it into the end goal line and the uh, game was over. But we had a chance to win and we didn't. But we shouldn't have been in that position anyway in the eighty first minute chasing the game. Five points behind. We got the loon the looning the losing bonus point. Which is a plus, so we're kind of level with England at the moment on points. Uh, So yeah, France and Wales and Scotland now up. We have France next weekend, which is a huge test. We have them home, at least, which is good. It's the ideal kind of fixture list this year because we have France and England at home. Now, we've already fucked up against Wales with our first loss, so we have a lot to do. We basically need France and Scotland to lose. And Wales, obviously. (laughs) Um, I think it's between France and England to win this year. But now that England have a loss, it's opened it up a bit. Scotland, you never know Scotland could do it. They've got an amazing team at the moment and a lot of form we should be able to do it if we can claw claw back our four wins with bonus points. So you never know, this is the Six Nations after all. Can Italy win it? <laughs> Already with the last hand? Probably not. Didn't look great to be honest. They never do. Uh, <laughs> they're in the tournament, what, 20 years now? 21 years? And they haven't really gotten any better and there is that question of do they stay in the tournament, do they get kicked out and yeah it's it's tough to defend them at this stage I don't like change, I'd like them to stay in and hopefully get better to where they at least finish midfield get a win every year or so But it's, what is it, 28 games since they've had a win in six Nations, Something ridiculous like that. It's not really good enough to stay in. But anyway, that's a conversation for later in the tournament. Wales, eh. A lot of people slating Wales for kind of second last finish this year. So they looked okay against us but they really should have done better with being a man up I think but yeah you never know Scotland could do it France look solid if Untemac comes back they're one of the best teams in the world at the moment England they need to find their mojo again but they have such a solid team such depth that they should be able to do it as well but it's in France's hands, I think. Now they already have the bonus point against Italy, so I think it's France's to lose. But it's still very, very open, very, very, very open. If you ask me, yes. Um. But yeah, it's just great to have this sport back, isn't it? Oh, it's just fucking beautiful. Looking forward to the weekends again. Suddenly the weekends are weekends again. Early in the lockdown, it was kind of every day is the same. Nothing's different. You know, what really splits up the week? Nothing. And now we have the Six Nations to split up the week just beautifully. It's only a, a six-day wait or a five-day wait even. To the next one, so yeah, it's just beautiful, other than that, what do we have going on? I got a my protein order today, my protein, uh, and I ordered it on I think the fifth of January, so it's been over a month, and it's actually ridiculous if you think about it that you have to wait a month for your protein think of the losses, like I've lost so much mass because of that, but yeah, it's actually, like you usually wait about a, a week for my protein and now it's a month, so I it must be a United Kingdom company, because it's just taken so long, I ordered some stuff from Bulk as well, and it still hasn't arrived ordering the same time. So it's been over a month for that. But you kinda just give up, you're like, ah, it'll it'll come eventually, like there's just huge delays and I don't know, whatever else. I wanted to order a couple of T shirts actually online. And I'm thinking I'm definitely not gonna order off anything from the UK, so I usually use ASOS but not this time. I'm gonna have to use uh I don't know, something from the States. I'll probably come here within, like, a week or two. Way faster. Fucking Brexit. Should have stayed in the EU, mate. Now it's just an island between... Nah, let's not get into that. Let's not get political. Because that's not me, is it? <coughs> that's just not me. What's ET short for? Well, he's got tiny legs, hasn't he? Should I do a joke of the week? Ah, maybe not. I'm not very good at jokes, I usually fuck them up. Say it wrong. <laughs> I love that one. Why do bananas need sunscreen? Because they peel. Because they peel, man. Get it? Because they're pale. And they peel. And they're Jamaican. I don't know. That's your joke of the week anyway. I might never do it again. But I just thought I'd have a look at the... Yeah... (laughs) oh lord but yeah other than the sport now what else what else have we got got some good feedback from uh, the podcast with my sister that was a good laugh some of the stories were uh, you couldn't write them when she was in Laos, of all places, oh, I must go to Laos. Actually, I I thought that was in Greece. <laughs> I swear there is a Laos somewhere though. I will find it. I will find you. Love a bit of Liam Neeson. was I saying oh yeah yeah the podcast went down very well some very interesting stories had a good laugh Uh, yeah I think I think having guests on is is the way to go to be honest they seem to be doing better It's just more fun when you're chatting to somebody. Regardless of what it's about. If. If you. Get on well with somebody and you're just having a chat. Like it is quite. Interesting at times and just funny to listen to. I find anyway. And they seem to be doing better. Got good feedback from them. Them casts. Uh. But yeah, my sister isn't a complete, uh, I don't know, idiot. <laughs> I think I did my, my job as a brother to kind of, uh, what she was saying afterwards, it sounded a bit like a roast, because I was just bringing out the worst stories that I could think of and making her tell them. Uh, But I got a little bit back as well, so that's just the the sibling rivalry, you know. We bring out the worst in each other. It's just it's just good healthy a good healthy family relationship, you know. But yeah, she's not a complete idiot. And those few stories about her doing wild things in Thailand, uh she's not like that in everyday life. I can promise you that. And if you're a future employer of her, um either don't listen to that podcast or if you have um I can tell you now that she's she's great for that job, whichever one yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, all the truth comes out in the podcasts, can't hide nothing. I wasn't actually gonna talk about the Super Bowl at all. Um, I just wanted to enjoy it as a fan of football. But then as I was watching it, I did think, oh, there's actually quite a few things I could talk about here in terms of like the penalties, the the player experience, the teams, Tom Brady, fans, halftime show. I thought like there's plenty to talk about, I might as well address it. Um, as as American football is just something that I love uh, So yeah I decided that this week's podcast was going to be Super Bowl And as well like it'll probably be a good while until I actually talk about American football again Unless it's personal But the NFL is done now until uh, September So well, obviously the draft is coming up in April but I'm, I don't think I'll talk about that Uh, It's a bit boring. Uh, But yeah. Super Bowl for the podcast this week. Super Bowl Sunday. Super, 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 super Bowl Sunday football session. But uh, thank you for listening anyway. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope, Hope you learned a few things about foosball. And American football is actually 11 inches long. So if you're wondering why it's called football, it's not because of the length. I was told a while ago that it was, it was called football because the ball is a foot long. Mm, subway. Which, yeah, it's supposed to be 12 inches, but I think it's actually like 11 and a half inches. Maybe when it's deflated, it's a foot long. But anyway, that's why it's called football. Of those that uh that those that call it egg, what is a hand egg? Yeah. It's football mate. American style. But yeah, that is the pad the podcast for this week. Thanks for joining me. Thanks very much now. I actually, I thought I kept this one kind of short, but I obviously didn't, (coughs) felt like I was chatting for about 10 minutes, okay then, it's a little bit, it's an extended short podcast, it's a short one, but it's the, the feature length extended version, so there you go, bit of bonus, chit chat, bonus shit talk, that's me for the week anyway, You don't have to listen to me for another week at least. Or if you want to, you can go back over my older ones. Because they're class too. They're all class. Each one in its own unique way. From a classy individual. That's class, mate. Oh, you got a new car. That's class. Where does that come from? Class. I suppose like if you're... From a higher class, it's like a good thing. Class, mate. Anyway, go on. Enjoy your Thursday night now. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good one. See you later, even if I won't. Chat to you soon, even if it's months. Be good, yeah. Don't be bad. Say hello to the fam. Lee. Talk to you later. Yeah, go on. You won't won't forget about that email now, will you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't forget to post. Yeah. Go on, go on, go on. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, did you did you hear about the, it's not so annoying when somebody's, when you're trying to walk away from a conversation and then they're, wait, did you, did you see the thing on the news oh, I yeah, did you see that there, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and then you get into a full-blown feckin' conversation again, and then it's ten minutes later, alright, go on, I'll let you go, how's your, how's your mother actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Go, on, go, go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Go on. Go on, go on. No, genuinely fuck off like. I have to get on with the rest of my day. I'm done talking to you. Alright. Go on, go on, go on. Go on, go on. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Bye, 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 Are you gone? Oh, you still there? Alright. See you later now. Bye, 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 Goodbye. Goodbye. That was the most random podcast. Never. I've done. Anyway. I tried to... Write down as little as possible for this week's. Because I want, of the last few episodes, I've, apart from when I had guests on, I've basically written down a lot, and I was almost reading off the page, and I wanted it to be less like a fucking presentation and more like a a podcast, and I think when I when I'm not looking at something, reading off a page or my phone, or whatever, I think it. I talk better because I'm not kinda of stumbling over words that I'm looking at, and I'm just flowing better uh I'd be interesting to see I'd be interested to see what kind of feedback I get from from a podcast like this one. Maybe it doesn't sound different at all; maybe it's very similar, but I just tried not to write down nearly half as much notes as I did the last few times. And just kinda use them as pointers more so. Just so that it flows more and it's more like a chat than as I said a presentation. Would like to see see the feedback on it basically. Am I better rambling or should I be more organized? you'd like to follow me on at the cheers Jeff podcast on Instagram for um updates uh do <laughs> do yeah if you'd like to just do that um at the cheers Jeff podcast on Instagram that's the only social media I'm on at the moment but if you'd like to follow me there I'd appreciate that otherwise see you at See you next time. See you then. Thank you for listening. Once again. Cheers.